This is the Pulse of Healthcare, broadcast from the Ovation Health Studios. Our podcast targets the challenges surrounding healthcare today in the United States. Our host, Dr. John McCormick, an expert in the industry, offers common sense and pioneering solutions for the future of healthcare. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Pulse of Healthcare. I'm joined again by Dr. John McCormick. Dr. John, say hi to the people. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Uh, Just a little FYI announcement, if you will. Unfortunately, this is Chad's last uh, podcast with us as my sort of my co-host and guy I bounce things off of. Uh, He's moving on to a new and exciting career um, adventure. We wish him luck. Absolutely. Thank you for that. But uh, we're going to jump right in today, and we're going to talk about third-party administration and transparency, you know, and kind of try to dive into what that means. Yeah. Um, So when it comes to, I know a lot of the times people don't know the sort of hands and the puppet mastery that's going on in, in the background when it comes to their insurance. So you may have an insurance um that is a very specified plan with a company, but the only thing that's denoted on your card is the network, right? And the network isn't necessarily connected to your insurance. Now, with a lot of the big ones, it is. Um, But then there's also every insurance company needs to have, because of industry standards, a third-party administrator. And the TPA is typically the hands-on device for uh, call benefit verification, authorizations, and all of the kind of administrative functions for executing the plan in the way that it's written, right? And you may ne- not necessarily ever know who who those people are behind the scenes or have a direct connection with them, right? You, right. May, you may with the insurance company who has a whole different company they're working with for those things. Right, and sometimes that's internal, right? But it's a separate division. So there's certainly a separation of the power or authority between the marketing department that's selling you the plan, the network that you go see to engage in your care, whatever that is, and who's actually in the background doing your authorizations and adjudicating your claims and making sure that, you know, you have access to the pharmacy and things like that. And that's kind of the black box, if you will, of healthcare because there's a lot of the savings and expenses in your healthcare policy that come from that control mechanism. Right. And I, I do want to preface for people before we, we dive into the nitty gritty of things going on is that when it comes to the TPA and the, and the backend administrative processes, this is completely a normal function when it comes to any sort of insurance, Right. Um, you can property and casualty, uh, all life and health, and even some of the, the weirder insurances that you, you, you know, may never use like weasel protection on your house or, you know, <laughs> the random, the random ones that are only found in rural areas. There is always somebody who needs to make sure because otherwise, you know, your rates could go up 
or uh, the wheels can kind of come off the bus and the company can go down completely if the money isn't managed properly and if the plan benefits aren't managed properly, right? So that they, they serve a very important function to making sure that everything kind of stays baseline where it needs to be. Absolutely, absolutely. And the difference is between the companies is transparency, which is kind of what we're talking about today, right? How are, how are we differentiated in the market as a third-party administrator? So we've talked a lot about we're the ovation plan, but behind us is our third-party administrator, PPCTPA. Now, obviously, we're linked, um, in, as Chad described, PPCTPA does the management of the infrastructure of the plan to make sure that physicians and facilities are paid properly, that, you know, we're authorizing the things that need to be authorized. And, you know, not everything's covered. So some things in a plan document need to be rejected. And that's the role of that administrator to make sure that, you know, services that should not be provided aren't. You know, same as pharmacies, Pharmace- pharmaceuticals that should not be authorized or not. So if you're doing a good job as a TPA, you're managing on all that, keeping the, keeping the plan on budget, which is in the best interest of the employee and the employer, although sometimes that seems counterintuitive. But one of the ways we manage and retain rates that are at or near the same amount every year is by effectively managing the plan on behalf of that employer group. Yeah, and I think that there's a um, any time in the market where you're you're looking at things and you're shopping things, whether it's on behalf of yourself or your company. And we've said this a million times over, but it's all about doing your due diligence. Um, if the companies seem not super connected, especially after having worked here, that seems like a big red flag to me. Um, You have this company that is supposed to be managing this product, and sometimes these TPAs are so inundated with multiple plans. I mean, they're they're not just doing it for one company or another. they, They have multiple plan types, even from this company that only administers that type of plan, but they're working for another company that only administers this type of plan. And they can have up to uh, over 100 plans they're managing at one given time. And when you have them not as connected to the, the plan themselves, that probably means that, you know, they're good enough at their responsibilities to get by, but they're not necessarily as uh, helpful or hands-on when, than they would be if they work directly side-by-side in tandem with the plan. It's kind of the jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none scenario, yeah. right? You know, right, they, they're trying to get as much administrative money as possible on on any given right. month, rather than doing the the other route, which is getting getting as much through a quality of work. It's getting as much through a quantity of work. Right. So I'm just going to touch on some of those kind of key areas and, and maybe differentiate some of what we do with you know some what you might see out there in the traditional market. So out there in the traditional market. When we talk about networks and physicians, that generally falls into what's called a fee-for-service model. You go see the doctor, you pay some sort of copay, that doctor submits a bill, and he gets a fee for his service. Now, his bill that he submits and what he actually gets paid could be 
pretty different because that has to do with what's allowed and so forth and so on. Uh, we certainly have that model because we have an open access network and we can't contract with everybody in the world, nor would we want to. But we do want to make sure that at Ovation, you're getting, you know, a high quality network that you're getting charged a fair price for. One of the things that we do that's transparent and different is we also have several contracts with direct primary care and direct physicians. So you're effectively prepaying that claim. So for a monthly set fee that's built directly into your plan, you're getting unlimited access to your primary care, whether that's a face-to-face doctor or a telemedicine doctor or a mental health doctor. Uh, and in the case, in our case, if you're in one of those kind of situations, you don't have any copay. So that's very transparent. It's very reflective. Ends up saving a lot of money eliminates that barrier to health care because sometimes people like a $20 copay, $25 copay, $50 copay. That's not a big deal. Well, it is if you're sick and you don't have $25 in your pocket. That now is a barrier to health care. So we have that as a component of our plan so we don't have barriers. We want people to be able to immediately get hold of their doctor, get that Z-Pack or whatever, so they don't get sicker or, you know, they don't go without care because they didn't have, you know, 25 bucks in their pocket or 50 bucks in their pocket, which we all know happens. <laughs> you know, there's a whole segment of the population that's living paycheck to paycheck. Well, and I know as far as Ovation is concerned that there isn't a single uh, group or person that is on the plan that doesn't fully know uh, essentially where their money is going, right? It is y'all. Y'all have been very good about providing essentially breakouts to to these people that hey, this is what is going, you know, to the TBA for their services. This is what is going into that direct primary care model. This is so so you you get to see this breakout and you're seeing how it kind of adds together to functionally provide you the healthcare that you. Right. Rather than it just being some amount that, that you, like you've stated in the past, companies are actually incentivized to spend. And so here's this amount you're paying every month and you don't necessarily know where it's going. When you do have a problem, you're like, why are we having this problem? We paid our money. Well, this at least shows you that breakout. And the rates go up 10, 15, 20% a year. And there's, you know, you don't get the data to back up why that occurred. You yeah. know, why, why did our rate go up? What's happening here? You know, what was the cost? You know, we all anticipate those kinds of things. Probably the second biggest one is pharmacy, right? So lots of different pharmacy benefit managers out there, PBMs, uh, you know, they, they get they get a lot, of, a lot of bad names and slime because, you know, they're a good boogeyman to point at and say, well, the reason you're... Rx is so expensive isn't because of us, the manufacturer, or us, the pharmacy. It's really your pharmacy benefit manager is racking up the cost. So whether that's true or not, all right, we do know that there's an incestuous relationship with some of the larger carriers where the plan owns the PBM and the pharmacy. So they're really have no incentive to reduce your cost because they're making money on every side of the equation, right? One of the things we've done and with our PBM partner is we've 
did a lot of research, obviously, went through a lot of different PBMs and, and vetted them, and we have what's called a pass-through PBM. In other words, what the PBM pays the manufacturer for the pharmaceutical, you know, is what you pay as the as a member of our plan plus the pharmacy markup. So the PBM's not marking it up. The pharmacy is marking it up, which is why under our model, you can actually go in with your Rx and shop your pharmacies and get that wake-up call to be like, hey, if I go to CVS, it's 20 bucks, but if I go to Walgreens, it's 50 bucks. It's the same drug. But you can now tell your doctor, you can direct your doctor to send that prescription to where it's most beneficial to you. So it's really about putting the power back in the hands of the consumer, again, with that transparent pricing. Yeah, when it comes to the, um, it was funny bringing up CVS and Walgreens as an example. Um, you shouldn't go to either. Uh, is yeah. the experience that I found um, in in. Our, our model where you're able to go into the PBM um, and see those prices and say, hey, if, if I go to CVS, it's going to be, you know, this copay tier according to my plan benefits. But if I were to just shop over, you know, go right down the street to HEB or whatever that we have here in Texas, um, typically it, I mean, it's the difference between paying 5 and $20 out of your pocket. Right. Right. It, it can it can be as big as that. And would you go a mile down the road to save 15 bucks? Probably. Probably. I mean, we do for gas, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I got past a gas station. Oh, that's, you know, 289. But down the road, it's 286. So I go down the road to save three cents a gallon. You yeah. know, but it's funny. We do that for gas. We do that for food. We do that for all lots of things. When we're shopping, we're looking for the, the, the discount for the same product. But when it comes to health care, we don't. So it, it's really kind of a disconnect, a cognitive disconnect in how people engage in that system. Yeah. I um, just wanted to touch on just a couple other things before we wrap up. So some of the power in transparency is knowing the cost before you engage in the activity, right? So that's one of those things where through Ovation Plan, because we have member services and patient advocates and things like that, when you do call in, you know, or your provider calls in and they're trying to schedule you for a procedure or a surgery or delivery or whatever those things are, you know, our ability to reference base price those things means that you know the cost in advance. So you're going to know, hey, this surgery is going to cost $5,000 and because of where it's being performed, your copay for that, it may be $400, right? Never going to have another cost. We don't have, you know, our platinum plan doesn't have any co-insurance component to it or anything like that. So it's very clear. When you go through one of these other carriers that have these network contracts that are everything everywhere, you don't actually know what the cost is. They'll just say, yeah, you're covered. Yeah, you're covered. Well, the cost might be, you know, some percentage of billed charges. And I know we've done an episode about charges and billed charges and how they're different. I just described that, you know, but you might be significantly overpaying for a service, you know, by going that route and just saying, hey, you're covered. And then suddenly you have a much larger copay than you did this or you have a co-insurance 
and you're like, wow, I'm out five grand. And I, I know I've used the pregnancy example in the past. You know, we you know we reference base price those things around five thousand six hundred dollars, and we know that bill charges for a major carrier are around twenty five thousand dollars. So if you've got a regular coinsurance plan, you could be out as much as ovation pays for the entire procedure where you might only be out $500. So it's just a huge difference. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, it's crazy. So they're, they're in the marketplace. There is not only have we talked about coinsurance and then obviously deductibles that you can find on your plans and things like that. But when it comes to the, um, what the network pays or what your plan is contracted at, uh, you're looking at the you know percentages of Medicare possibly, which I, I tend to think is one of the fairer metrics. Um, you know, if, if something that is federally funded by all of the citizens of the United States says we're going to pay this much, then why should my plan that only has like 500 people pay more? Uh, that's in that personal opinion of right. mine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but the you also have um, QPAs, um, which is kind of an aggregate of the averages of prices in a geographic region that are traditionally reimbursed at. Um, you have percentages of bill charges, which I will go ahead and just let everybody know that most networks do that. Um, and you're looking at your your plan is going to pay this. And like Dr. John said, if they have that coinsurance component built in, then not only are they paying $75,000 on a $100,000 bill, but then they're saying, oh, you owe 25% of this, right? Just right out of the gate, plus possibly a copay depending on the services rendered. Right. So, they, so then it becomes how, how much am I paying? For how much? How much do I really owe? And you, right? and a lot of times you won't even see the math until you receive that explanation of benefits, or you. A lot of times the providers are pretty fast. You've already gotten a bill, right? So, right. So you know, I just really kind of wanted to touch just just so slightly on what transparency means. So you know, if you're an employee or employer and you're getting ready to engage in some kind of uh, healthcare and and you want to go out and and discover, ask about the ask about the third party administrator. How transparent are they? Are we going to know the cost? Are we going to know how much they charge? You know what what are they billing us, and how is that included in our plan? You know what what is it that they're doing to help us control the cost? And, you know I, I read the news every day. You know. And now you've got these major Fortune 100 companies that are in lawsuits with their TPAs and things like that because what they're discovering is what we just talked about. They're discovering that they're not actually advocating and getting the best price. They're not actually incentivized to reduce the cost for the employer or the employee. They're there to spend the money, and they do. Yeah, and if... uh you know, it's one. It's one of those deals where this is the last podcast, so I might as well like leak the industry secrets. But the <laughs> <laughs> when it when it comes to the actual um, the the reality of the background of it is that a insurance company can be contracted with a TPA who is contracted with uh, not only a call center for the if your provider's trying to speak to somebody, a call center that could be anywhere in the world, um, but is also contracted with someone to assist their members 
um, when they have extraneous circumstances. So instead of all being housed within the TPA, the TPA even offshoots nearly all the services that they offer to other companies who it may be better than it, but that's that's three, four, five lines of communication deep just to get your problem solved, right. whereas it all could be handled in-house in one area. And one of the things you notice from that is you, you, often, you, you know, often you don't get a comprehensive answer. You get a textbook answer, but you don't get a what I'm going to call a concierge answer. You don't have somebody that's dealing with you, human to human, you know, saying, you know, I understand your problem and I have the authority to solve it as opposed to, well, I'm just a contractor for the carrier and this is my script and I really don't have any authority or empowerment to do anything other than say, well, that was a covered service or that's not a covered service and I'm sorry and you owe the bill or whatever. Right. Which doesn't actually get to me, it doesn't rise to the the level of actual customer care. You know, and that doesn't mean that every time we're we're not telling everybody that calls in exactly what they want to hear. That's not reality. You know, but at least you're talking human to human and you somebody can explain, hey, this is the benefits, this is the benefit package, and we can work with that person to help resolve the problem or at least allow them to gain full understanding of it. Yeah, and and like you said, be completely transparent in those instances. There's a there's a lot of times, and I've I've cited this in the uh, in a lot of communication I've had about other companies. When it comes to the line of communication, which is what a lot of companies have, they have you call your insurance company, who they may on your behalf or tell you to reach out to the actual TPA because they're the one handling those you know, getting something approved, things like that, helping you understand what was going on. But even then, if they outsource to other companies, suddenly you're three, four, or five dots down on this communication line. Whereas um, what Dr. John has done working directly alongside the TPA and the plan kind of being a cohesive unit is that it's more like a web of communication that Ovation and PPC are at the middle of. Right. Right. In which everything comes through them and is handled in the way that is best for the consumer rather than just sending you down the next dot on the line. Right. Well, that's that's really all we had today. I certainly uh, have appreciated Chad as my co-host now for the last several months. And, yeah, uh, I've loved it. You know, maybe we can invite him back sometime when he's in the area to, to pop in and talk to us. Uh, but uh that's it for this episode of the Pulse of Healthcare.